Good evening, world. This is the podcast Ask for Us, and your host, S. Lorcatel. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Hope your day was good. If not, hope the day goes much better from here on out. So, and I might add, um, we're almost through the book, The Secret. We've got like this. What, 20, 20, 30 pages left? 55, 197. No, 40 pages. Um, and that's just bios really comprising every, well, okay, so I've got bios of every single uh, contributor that has a quote here in the book at the back. It's like 10 pages long. We may or may not go over those when we get there, but we're almost at the back of the book. Almost. Already. (laughs) That only took, what, 40 episodes? No, I'm kidding. So. We are starting off a brand new chapter today in the book The Secret, The Secret to You. Last few days we've been going over the chapter, The Secret to the World. Finished off yesterday with Praise and Bless Everything. Thought that was a really pointed ending to The Secret to the World chapter there. Um, Essentially praising, blessing, uh, lifts up your vibration and returns to you at some point praise and blessing, even if it's to your enemies because you're putting praise and blessing out to the universe. So, um, like a ripple in a pond, it comes back to you when you do that. And the reasons why it's important not to curse your enemies or send them ill or negative energies or any of that stuff, um... And we went all over all that yesterday, so I'm not going to really recap it today. Yesterday went a little long. You can go back and listen to it if you want. So the day the secret to you and the entire first page is all quotes. And then we dive into some meat and potatoes. So we'll see how far we get today. Um, obviously the world itself, um, the secret to the world was pretty heavy. So we may see some heavy stuff today. So, step up, stand up, get your uh, thinking cap on, be prepared for maybe some earth-shattering revelations. I don't know, we'll see. Before I get too much farther, my daily shout out to the restaurant industry. Almost rounding that corner, almost rounding that corner. Heard some places saying they were going to go back to opening indoor dining, even at limited capacity. Valentine's Day is coming up. I sincerely hope that for businesses that have been struggling, you guys rock it out of the park. And for those who are still struggling, or will be struggling during that time, one day at a time. One day at a time. Don't you dare quit. Something will come, an opportunity will come. Believe it. Gotta believe it. 
In the meantime, square those shoulders off, puff that chest out, and you march forward. Don't you dare quit. You owe it to yourself, and you owe it to every single person in your life that has ever both told you you couldn't do it, and the ones who believed in you and said you could. Don't you dare quit. So, the secret to you starts off with Dr. John Hagelin. When we look around, even at our own bodies, what we see is just the tip of the iceberg. Bob Proctor. Think of this for a moment. Look at your hand. It looks solid, but it's really not. If you put it under a proper microscope, you'd see a mass of energy vibrating. John Asaraf. Everything is made up of the exact same thing, whether it's your hand, the ocean, or a star. Dr. Ben Johnson. Everything is energy. And let me help you to understand that just a little bit. There's the universe, our galaxy, our planet, and then individuals, and then inside of this body are organ systems, then cells, then molecules, and then atoms. And then there's energy. So there are a lot of levels to think about. But everything in the universe is energy. So those four quotes uh, put in simultaneous order are meant to hammer home the understanding that even when you're looking at yourself, your the body that you're inhabiting right now, um, what you, like what you said, what you see is just the tip of the iceberg. Not just from a physical aspect, obviously we can only see the outward, our skin, and then we, we know that we have uh, muscle and tissue and bone and uh, sinew and all the other things sitting underneath of that. But even underneath all of that is the energy that all of those things are comprised of, ordered into their specific places so that they become your heart, your lungs, your liver, your spleen, uh, your left leg, your right, your right pinky toe, your um, uh, left and right hand, your eyeball, all that stuff. So, everything is energy. You, the rock, the star, your dresser, your bed. Alright. When I discovered the secret, I wanted to know what science and physics understood in terms of this knowledge. What I found was absolutely amazing. One of the most exciting things about living in this time is that the discoveries of quantum physics and new science are in total harmony with the teachings of the secret and with what all the great teachers have known throughout history. I never studied science or physics at school, and yet when I read complex book books on quantum physics, I understood them perfectly, because I wanted to understand them. The study of quantum physics helped me to have a deeper understanding of the secret, on an energetic level. For many people, their belief is strengthened when they see the perfect correlation between the knowledge of the secret 
and the theories of new science. I'm going to intercede right there. We talked about this earlier. Um, I've referenced science and scientific experiments that they've done that reinforce uh, the understanding of how manifestation works on a scientific level. I wasn't kidding. Um, quantum physics, I can actually hold a conversation with a mathematician or physicist on quantum physics. I don't understand the math behind it. I don't understand the mechanics behind it. I understand the energy behind it. And it really is fascinating having conversations with those people. Because usually they look at me like I'm crazy. Or that this situation shouldn't be happening. And yet it is. I love conversations with those people. I learn so much. Okay. Let me explain how you are the most powerful transmission tower in the universe. In simple terms, all energy vibrates at a frequency. Being energy, you also vibrate at a frequency. And what determines your frequency at any time is whatever you are thinking and feeling. All the things you want are made of energy. And they are vibrating too. Everything is energy. Now here's the wow factor. When you think about what you want and you emit that frequency, you cause the energy of what you want to vibrate at that frequency and you bring it to you. As you focus on what you want, you are changing the vibration of the atoms of that thing and you are causing it to vibrate to you. The reason you are the most powerful transmission tower in the universe is because you have been given the power to focus your energy through your thoughts and alter the vibrations of what you are focused on, which then magnetically draws it to you. The reason why it's a wow factor and not just I'm wishfully thinking is because this is now backed up with science. That's the whole wow factor in this particular point of the start to this chapter, is everything that she just said is backed up by science. So contemplate that for just a moment. You have, you, yes you, the person listening to me right now, have the ability to change the vibration of what it is you want by focusing on what it is you want. You're changing that vibration, not just your own. How amazing is that? Like, seriously, that's really, really cool. That's really amazing. When you think about and feel those good things that you want, you have immediately tuned yourself to that frequency which then causes the energy of all those things to vibrate to you, and they appear in your life. The law of attraction says that like attracts like. You are an energy magnet, so you are electrically... Sorry. You are electrically energy... You electrically energize everything to you. Good 
Lord, that's a mouthful. I am sorry. Let me try that one again. You are an energy man magnet, so you electrically energize everything to you and electrically energize yourself to everything you want. Human beings manage their own magnetizing energy because no one outside of them can think or feel for them. And it is thoughts and feelings that create our frequencies. Wow, that should not have been that much of a tongue twister. Goodness gracious. My apologies. So, let's break that down. Alright. You are a transmission tower. When you are thinking on a good frequency, or excuse me, when you are thinking good thoughts, you are changing the frequency you are on to what it is that you are thinking and feeling. The more powerful the frequency, the more powerful the transmission. Making sense? Alright. Whether or not you're putting out a good signal or a bad signal, that's up to you. Do you want good things? You want bad things. Uh, do you want to be angry? Do you want to be sad? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be peaceful? Do you want to be harmonious? Which frequency are you putting out? Is the frequency that you're going to get back. Does that make sense? Alright. And because you are the one directing this, alright? No, you cannot change... Any other person's transmission, you can only do yours. You can't think and feel for somebody else. Which is why generally it's understood that you can't, um, or it, um, it's been really tricky to manifest a certain person or a certain situation because you can't control how somebody else feels or thinks. You can manifest the perfect partner into your life because that leaves it open-ended enough. But that's the reason why it's you can't manifest um, somebody loving you, or um, this this specific person loving you. You can't manipulate their thoughts and feelings. All right, they can be put in front of you, um, and you know if you guys are copacetic, then hopefully sparks fly, and then you can go from there. But you can't will someone else to love you. Think back to Bruce Almighty. I know that's probably um, unexpected reference, but all right. Whether you believe human beings have been gifted divine will by some supreme being or because it's a trait of evolution, human beings have free will. Every single thing we do is a choice, whether good or bad. And sometimes we make good decisions, sometimes we make bad decisions. But you can't force someone else to feel what they're not willing to feel. Or think what they don't want to think. Or what you don't want them to think, I should say. You can't, can't stop someone from thinking, you can't stop someone from feeling. You can only do for you on those two things. So, again, your job is you. Make sure that you are shining yourself out. Joy, love, compassion, peace. Um, and then you will, by vibrating those frequencies, you subtly alter the vibration of the people you walk past. Oh. 
Alright, sorry, back to the book. Almost 100 years ago, without the benefit of all the scientific discoveries of the last 100 years, Charles Hunnell knew how the universe operated. This is a quote by Charles Hunnell. The universal mind is not only intelligence, but it is substance. And this substance is the attractive force which brings electrons together by the law of attraction so they form atoms. The atoms in turn are brought together by the same law and form molecules. Molecules take objective forms, and so we find that the law is the creative force behind every manifestation, not only of atoms, but of worlds, of the universe, of everything of which the imagination can form any conception. So, if I'm understanding this right, uh, Charles is positing that the force which attracts electrons and, um, and atoms and molecules to themselves is the law of attraction itself. I am not a scientist, but I think someone else has, probably multiple someone else's, has posited different theories. But it does make sense on an energetic level. Not necessarily a scientific level, but it does make sense on an energetic level. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty bold statement. So, alright. But, honestly, with the beautiful flow that you find in natural formation, it would make a lot of sense. Alright, so let's break this one down. So, Law of Attraction is also the substance of the attractive force which brings together electrons, so they form atoms. Atoms, in turn, are brought together by the same law and form molecules. Molecules take objective forms, so we find that the law is the creative force behind every manifestation. Not only of atoms, but of worlds of the universe of everything of which imagination can form any conception. That's a mind-bogglingly huge statement. I would argue that then the universe must there must something must create the thought first in order for the thing to become creation unless he is positing that the law of attraction is the substance under underlying everything else along with energy but i mean that's wow the creative force behind every manifestation so if you as a human being have an unlimited resource of imagination to draw into your mind anything of creation that can become reality, worlds, universes, goodness gracious, that's 
That is quite an awe-inspiring statement. <clears throat> Followed by Bob Proctor, who then goes on to quote Charles Hano. I don't care what city you're living in. You've got enough power in your body, potential power, to illuminate the whole city for nearly a week. They went over that in the Matrix, but followed by Charles Hanel. To become conscious of this power is to become a live wire. The universe is the live wire. It carries power sufficient to meet every situation in the life of every individual. When the individual mind touches the universal mind, it receives all its power. Einstein is on the record saying that he would, um, that the universal mind as a concept exists. There's been quite a few, crap, who was that? I'm trying to think off the top of my head which of the early, um, great geniuses. One of them would basically, um, have thought experiments. I can't remember if that was Einstein or somebody else. Where he would just basically sit in his room, smoke his pipe, and just think. And he would just let his mind explore. Whatever touched his fancy, he would just let his mind explore. And that's where he developed the idea of the universal mind, because he was getting this information from somewhere, and obviously did not come from within him, because he was just learning it, so where did it come from? So the universal mind is the concept behind that. Um, another example of um, what's considered proof of the universal mind is a East Indian mathematician, very famous, um, wrote down some amazing equations that had absolutely no pertinent use at the time that he wrote them. They are only now just being started with tech companies um, writing their algorithms. Only just now are those computations being utilized and they're blowing people's minds. And he had a ridiculously long last name and I am terribly sorry I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But another example of the of possible proof that there's a universal mind is where did he get those from? They were not applicable at the time. They obviously weren't just random scribblings because they are pertinent now in this time. Where did he get them from? How did he receive that inspiration? Who could have told him? Truth is often stranger than fiction. So I just, the universal mind, and if you hadn't heard that concept before, I wanted to explore it just a little bit so you understood what they were talking about. Whether or not you believe in a um, religious figurehead, Jesus, Yahweh, Muhammad, Buddha, whatever, or not... Even scientifically, there is enough evidence to suggest that somewhere underlying or, or, or overarching, there is 
some sort of a field codified with every single bit of knowledge that we could ever hope to achieve or ask for, it's all there. They're not sure how it's there, they're not sure where it came from, but there is mountains of evidence to suggest that it's real. Now, whether or not that constitutes a being responsible for all that knowledge, or it's an interesting byproduct of how the universe creates itself, that's up for debate. But it does exist. So I just wanted to um, flesh that concept out for you a little bit before we got any farther. And we will do this quick story from James Ray and finish out 159, and then tomorrow we will come back... Oh, perfect. We will come back to a subsection within The Secret to You called The One Universal Mind. How fitting. So, a little story by James Ray. Most people define themselves by this finite body. But you're not a finite body. Right, the body you... you what you are inside right now. When he says finite body. But you are not a finite body. Even under a microscope, you're an energy field. What we know about energy is this. You go to a quantum physicist and you say, what creates the world? And he or she will say, energy. Well, describe energy. Okay, it can never be created or destroyed. It always was, always has been. Everything that has ever existed always exists. It's moving into form, through form, and out of form. Yeah, that was a mouthful. And at once it made sense, it made no sense. So I'm going to read it again. Well, describe energy. Okay, it can never be created or destroyed. It always was, always has been. Everything that ever existed always exists. It's moving into form, through form, and out of form. You go to a theologian and ask the question, what created the universe? And he or she will say, God. Okay, describe God. Okay. Always was, and always has been, never can be created or destroyed, all that ever was, always will be, always moving into form, through form, and out of form. You see, it's the same description, just different terminology. So if you think you're this meat suit running around, think again. You're a spiritual being. You're an energy field operating inside a larger energy field. That was, that entirety was by James Ray. So I'm going to finish off the start to this chapter. How does all of this make you a spiritual being? For me, the answer to that question is one of the most magnificent parts of the teachings of the secret. You are energy. And energy cannot be created or destroyed. You just change form. Energy just changes form, and that means you, the true essence of you, the pure energy of you, has always been and always will be. You can never not be. On a deep level, you know that. 
Can you imagine not being? Despite everything you have seen and experienced in your life, can you imagine not being? You cannot imagine it because it is impossible. You are eternal energy. Whether or not you believe in religion, science backs it up, at least on this vein. You are energy. On your most basic level, you are energy. Whether or not you, to you that means you are a soul, have a soul, or you go back to um, heaven or wherever it is after this neat suit expires, so to speak. But you are energy. When you die, you will simply change form from what this is to something else. You don't know what that is, we don't know what that is, because we haven't been able to see from this side of it into that side of it accurately yet with scientific equipment. It just doesn't work. Until then, we just have people's word for it. So, just something to contemplate. And, I might point out, we were discussing whether or not we were going to get into some heavy stuff when we started this chapter. I do believe that question has just been answered, because that was some pretty heavy stuff, man. Like, that was mind-blowing heavy stuff. We find that the law is the creative force behind every manifestation, not only of atoms, but of worlds, of the universe, of everything of which the imagination can form any conception. Like, I, I don't know about you, that's pretty freaking mind-blowing to me. Okay. We're getting a little bit long here, so... Oops, goodness. This won't work. There we go. If you haven't already, go ahead and find yourself some place to sit. Hopefully it's someplace comfy. Get a little wiggle in. Maybe a little stretch. Maybe the car outside wants to flex his muffler. Close your eyes. And take a nice, long, luxurious, deep breath in.
And go ahead and let your awareness just settle into this space. And today I just want you to go ahead and pay attention to your breathing. And let my words fall into the background. You just focus on the in and the out and the rise and fall of your chest. And as your focus lightly rests on your breath, I want you to imagine that as you're listening to the words I'm saying that all the burdens that you've been carrying around just fall, fall, fall right off your shoulders, down your back, fall off your scalp fall away from your eyes and your jaw let the muscles relax and all the tension just seeps away down down your back down your chest, your sides, just falling away, all this tension, all that stress, all those fears and worries, they just dissolve, and you feel your as your back gets lighter and your body feels freer. better hope the rest of your day goes great thank you guys so much for being here 
thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Tune back in tomorrow where we start off with that new subchapter. The One Universal Mind. Thank you guys for being here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. This is the Podcast Sassafras, signing off.